This week on the show, we're joined by Bad Humans. If you're enjoying the podcast and want to support it, make sure to check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash Freak. I do remember that, that famous line, like, You know a lot about science, but you don't know how good a cigarette tastes in the morning. Damn it, I think Solid Snake got me into smoking cigarettes. It's his fault. He smokes hope. <laughs> or, or he does in MGS2. I forget what the brand is in MGS1. Muslims is MGS1 and Police Nuts. Okay. And I think, what, what are they, Big Boss and MGS4? Yeah, just I think it's just Boss, actually. Hey, I'm Fingers. Yo, it's Apache Smash. Hey, everyone. This is Days Ahead. And I'm Nitroid. You're listening to the Kojima Frequency. Um, in oh man, in 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 two, it was like luck. Was it Lucky Strikers? Uh, he changes brand. I think from Plant to Tanker, or it's something. Well, weird. No, I mean in in Metal Gear Two. Oh, uh, yeah, I, you know, like. I, it's a fictional character. It's not something yeah. I, I really remember. I just remember Hope. I remember he smokes Hope in MGS2 because I thought that was funny. I needed to know why he switched brands. Like, did he get? Did he just get kind of tired of it? Or since we've done them all, we may as well do MGS3 as well. Do you know what the cigar is in MGS3? No, it's that one's tricky. Actually, it's a it's a it's a petite upman. It's a JFK cigar. Is that what it was? It doesn't have that logo on it, but it looks yeah. It's like it's like an approximation of it. Yeah, it's meant to be JFK's cigar. There might actually be a reason. Oh, go ahead, uh, Apache. Sorry, yeah, I was just gonna say like, oh, I wonder why he's called fucking John slash Jack. (laughs) Like, it's oh man, Uh, that was something I had to deal with the other day. That his name's not really John. What do you mean? How did you have to deal with it? Oh God, that guy. I, I said I just put something like some dumb tweet and it was like blah 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 big boss John MGS three and someone was like don't you mean Jack and I was like no I, I don't mean Jack and they're like well his name's not John it's actually Jack I'm like yeah Jack John's called himself Jack like you know for example John F Kennedy was yeah. called Jack by his family <laughs> and friends. <laughs> You just have to explain what the word diminutive means, and then people are like, nah, what do you mean? It's like, come on, man. Like, you know, like, Richard equals Dick, like, John and Jack, and then they're like, well, I don't know. There's people that either, there's either people that want to learn, or there's people that just want to, like, say their piece and just be like, nah. And that's what you were dealing with, Apache. You're just dealing with the guy that just want to go, nah. At one point, back in, like, the old fandom days, um, we kind of got tired of this argument. <clears throat> and and one of the guys started a rumor that uh, Big Boss's canonical name, according to some obscure Japanese pamphlet, was Jack T. Miles. Oh, and so he he's just really that name out of a hat. So like, so he's, it doesn't. He's related anything. to Tails, basically. Then, basically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's funny if you Google search Jack T. Miles, you'll still find references to it. Yeah, it's funny how some of the stuff that uh, isn't official is kind of bled into the lexicon of the community uh, with, like, mistranslations and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Like the English translation to, what is it, Metal Gear 2? Uh, with, uh, yeah, with Master Miller's background. Oh, which one was that specifically? About his family. 
Like they gave names to somebody that wasn't uh, in the manual to begin with. Oh, right. His wife, uh, yeah. Nadine. Yeah. 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 Um, and then I think that's even on the wiki, isn't it? Maybe. I mean, it's probably best not to trust the wiki on fine details. But... It's hard to trust anything. Even the, uh, yeah. the what is it? The, the thing that you referenced the other day, the MGS2 game uh, plan, the game plan, right? Yeah. Which, was, which was translated for us, which is like, I don't want to shit on anybody. That's hard work. Uh, but there's that huge mis- mistranslation at the end that uh, credits uh, Tomokazu Fukushima as a as game designer, uh, when that's not what it says, and that has uh, bled into the. I'm guessing this is where they got it from the MGS3 Wikipedia that has Tomokazu Fukushima credited as a game designer with parentheses omitted from uh, the game or something like that. So we we have to be careful with, with the stuff that's been translated. It's it's unfortunate. There was, um, going back to Metal Gear 2, um, with regards to, uh, Miller's daughter, Catherine, if I remember right, that's not even in the game. That was data mined, wasn't it? Oh, I don't remember. I don't, I haven't really looked at any Metal Gear stuff in like months. <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately no, for this Metal Gear, uh, uh, podcast for you guys, I haven't really done anything <laughs> since like last summer. Coming in fresh. That's all right. We can, we can all yeah. just look up stuff and figure it out and hit pause. But what I was going to say is there might actually be a, a lore thing to why he switches brand to MGS2 because at, at some point they don't have the funds anymore. And so he can't afford good equipment and he gets fatter. You were right on with what I was thinking. I was like, I need to know why he switched brands because you don't just go switching brands like that. Like you find a cigarette and you fucking stay on that shit for like a decade, you know, unless there's some new shit that comes out or you, you know, lose all your funding to some, you know, military operation and have to, you know, get the cheap shit, but, or roll your own, (laughs) but. Fuck. He's got a different brand like every game, though. I, uh, well, maybe that's just what it takes. You know, you need like a uh, a global nuclear situation to really just, you know, shake up the whole, you know. <laughs> you need something different after that, you know? Isn't he only smoking one cigarette throughout MGS4? It's that same cigarette over and over again, besides yeah. the loading screens? Or I'm yeah, sorry, the Yeah, I took that as like screens. a, um, as sort of an homage of sorts to um, Escape from L.A., where smoking is banned. And Pliskin can't find one until like the very end when he finds a pack on the ground. And it's like presumably the last cigarette on Earth. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading into that. You really love that movie. It's a fun movie, man. It's all right. It's okay. <laughs> it's so stupid and goofy. I love it. It's, it's, uh, it really, uh, it's pretty meta, isn't it? Just like Metal Gear. It kind of just folds on itself by parroting the first yeah, one. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, Though I don't know, I haven't read a lot of uh, interviews with Carpenter about it. The first um, film's much better. Yeah, it yeah. The second one just better. got fucking silly. I was just, like, I watched those movies a long time ago. I need to rewatch them for sure. But I didn't even like when I watched them. I didn't even know they had a connection to Metal Gear. So I was just like, what is this crazy shit going on in front of me right now? But now it makes a lot more sense. A, I'm 100 percent down for a John Carpenter marathon. If you want fingers, all right, let's go. That's that's what we need to do. Some watch party shit. Hell yeah. He's one of my favorites. He's very good. He brings in things uh, with the budget he has, and he, he makes it undead, uh, within his dead uh, deadline. And uh, <laughs> Unlike Kojima. What? Well, I don't want to draw too many comparisons. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, was saying, I was saying unlike Kojima, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not too comfortable with everybody yet just to start shitting on Kojima just yet. I'm, I'm just going to need uh, <laughs> some to time show, to start buddy. shitting. Yeah. <laughs> 
We're probably going to cut certain parts out. <laughs> I mean, your Patreon users uh, will still know. That's the, th- that's the thing. You can't erase their minds. Yeah. yeah, but they're cool. Yeah, these guys are all cool. These guys aren't going to narc. Shouts out to the Patreon listeners. They get the uncut. <laughs> okay, okay. I looked it up because I, I took notes on this for a project uh, that I'll probably talk about in, you know, maybe two to four weeks. And I'll just leave it at that. But uh, I had a list of the different cigarette types Snake smokes. And in Metal Gear 1, it was Lucky Strikers, reference to Lucky Strikes. Metal Gear 2, it was... Good cigarette. Good cigarette, by the way. They're illegal here. Metal Gear 2 was Ball Mall, which is, you know, reference to Paul Mall. Mall. Yeah. yeah. I'll smoke those for a bit. MGS1 was the Moslems, the bent cigarettes that, you know, were from Police Knots. Um, which, these are an actual brand, which is interesting. Um, out of a company uh, in Berlin. And then MGS2... Um, during the tanker, it was a uh, yeah the the hope brand like you said, but on the plant chapter, uh, it doesn't have the hope label on it, suggesting he changed again. Yeah, it's too cheap and to then, buy hope. Right. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that's, that's well, it's true. It's true though. He let himself go. <laughs> then he just gets bent. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> Uh, MGS3, we, we, we said it was the uh, JFK cigar, right? Yeah, Upman's, Petit Upman's. The Johnny Jackie cigar. The Cuban cigars, obviously. Uh, going back to what you said, I think uh, with Carpenter and Kojima, I think the only development of uh, the only Metal Gear development that went fine was MGS1. Uh, two had its problems. Three, they couldn't decide on uh, the scenario and that. They prolonged long enough for the other two teams to finish up and help them. Four, we know what happened. Peace Walker, <laughs> on the blog, it says, hey, we're not going to miss our, we're going to miss our release date. So they pushed it back. And of course, everybody knows with five. Uh, Metal Gear 2, they stopped for SD Snatcher. And uh, I don't know about Metal Gear 1. I can't remember. So, I, you know, it's either MG1 and MGS1 that had smooth developments. The other ones didn't. Well, one was originally going to be an action game, and they were having trouble getting enough enemies on the screen, so they had to figure out a solution. Right, right. So they that it had its own problems as well. That's right. The part of that's just software development in general, though. But I think yeah, max I, is three in Metal Gear Solid One, right? The max enemies you can have on screen at once is three. That's what they said. Really? Is that all? Yeah. It just it makes it seem like it's continuous, and there's 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 it uses like atmosphere and environment to make it seem like there's way more so like when you're in alert you'll get three come from different angles and then as soon as one dies you'll have another one appear in almost immediately for the most part uh for the most part ghost babble is the same way but babble will sometimes throw in like four guards and then it'll start lagging but uh, for the most part it's three as well with uh with mgs2 uh it it failed its uh, its um, first review, didn't it? You tell me. <laughs> I haven't really studied I, anything. I, I'm trying. I'm going. I'm I'm trying to remember the exact details on this. Um, you mean when they were like trying to add like 500 guards? Oh no 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 no! Like uh, their their initial submission uh, failed, 
it, it was sent back. I guess it didn't pass muster. There were either bugs or it didn't meet some kind of standard. <sighs> All I remember is the 300 revisions they had to do after 9-11. Uh, yeah. before that, it's kind of hard to remember. It's, it's really tough with Metal Gear, especially with Metal Gear, because you hear something and you go, did I hear something <coughs> about that? Or have I heard just enough of it to think that I've heard something about it? Yeah. And was it actually 300 revisions? Yeah, that's what's written down in the, uh, uh, Jeff Keighley article. Thanks, Osama. It might be <laughs> 200. Yeah, I might, I might miss it by 100. I wonder either- if that's a bit... Um, exaggerated because like, like when you say 200 revisions, obviously, you know, how many of those revisions, what counts as a revision? Right. (laughs) Yeah. Like a little red mark, like "Ah," comma. Yeah. Because we usually sort of categorize it as, oh, well, they took out the Arsenal gear crash scene or the New York stock exchange conversation or the flag. flag. Right. 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 Or Karen Hojo or what have you. I mean, that's five right there. <laughs> Just another 195, and we'll, get, we'll all right. get them all. Get to hunting. No, I don't know. You know, it's probably program. You take one thing out, it probably screws something else. I figured out what my audio issues were. I, um, I plugged in my brand new DualSense controller, and I... I know what happened. Ah, yep. My audio yep. went dar- it redirected to the wireless controller, which obviously yeah. I didn't want that, and... It's funny because I was already in Discord at the time, so I could hear when I was in Discord for Overwatch, I could hear that. And then when I moved over, I couldn't hear you guys. And then when I was playing Death Stranding, I couldn't hear that either. So I was freaking out that like Death Stranding broke my computer, but not the DualSense broke my computer. Oh, your first time with Death Stranding? Actually, no, this is my third time with Death Stranding. (laughs) Uh, the, the, The director's cut, the upgrade for the PC players came out today. So, and, and it's one of like, five games that currently supports DualSense on PC. So <laughs> I'm hoping that's right. like, Pat was wrong. I was the one that said that DualSense was coming on PC and Pat said that's not going to happen. Oh, I thought he, well, was, he said that they were going to develop it for like a couple of games and then that was going to be it. That's what I thought he was saying. Is like, it'll be like Death Stranding, one indie game and that's it. No, I, I distinctly, no, because I remember looking at that graph and being like, I remember when Pat laughed me off when I said that dual if dual and I asked if dual sense would go on PC. Look who's laughing now. Uh, but yeah, um, it was pretty cool having my first haptic feedback. It is cool. They included that on the PC version. I didn't think that they were going to. But. Yeah. Uh, but I, I only got to play a little bit. So you would think it would almost be like a licensing thing with PlayStation too. That's like, just, you know, with like dual sense, you know, like TM. And we're all moving to PCs in a few years anyway. You think? I, I think mean, the uh, age of the consoles coming to an end here. I feel like consoles are feel more like PCs nowadays with all the type of, you know, modularity and. Um, the architecture is pretty similar now. It's no more specific stuff like the cell. It's uh, just PC parts. So I don't, I don't see if you, if, okay, if you have game pass, then why not just get it, get a PC and get game pass. You don't have to worry about your new Xbox and this and that. You'll have a PC and you have the same thing with PlayStation. Now all their games are, are being shipped over to PC. Yeah. What, what's the point? Especially if you have dual sense haptic. Except Bloodborne. They'll never let that happen. <laughs> uh, unfortunately. That is the thing. They keep having these like, like singular games where it's like, oh yeah, but there's 
not that one on here. And so, you know, it's it's almost there, but then they just keep having these like cloud services that if they could just let us download the games like Xbox, you know, like Game Pass does, that'd be better. I'm a little but... I'm a little upset at the new PlayStation uh plus uh subscription service they announced. It's so bad. Yeah, it's lame. It's so bad. It's they have basically said that they have a reliable method of emulating PS1, PS2, and PSP games on both PS4 and 5. And yet, they're going to prevent anyone from... I don't know if prevents the right word, but they they are not going to accommodate anyone who may have purchased... Uh, you know, digital copies of these games on older platforms, despite the fact yeah. that they should work just fine. Um, or, you know, if I've got a disc-based PS5 or anybody who's got a PS4, why can't we just pop our discs in? It doesn't make any sense. They really bit themselves in the ass with the PS3 architecture. <sighs> it, <laughs> it feels like a gift and a curse. What was uh what was that meme you made, Apache? I I I just my brother wrote in Christ. It, right? Right? Yeah, my brother in Christ. You I made the wrote, PS3. I just wrote it and then someone else like posted yeah. it. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure I came up with it first, but we both came to the same independent conclusion. But like yeah. they're like, we can't we can't figure out the PlayStation Free. It's like, bro, you are the PlayStation Free. How like how can you not figure it out? It's... You're the you're the only people who should be able to figure it out. Not to go on a tangent here, but they're going to be running out of room uh, to to keep this service going eventually. I mean, just by virtue of the fact that hardware has to be refreshed over time as it wears out, the cell processor has been discontinued since, I think, 2009. So, I I mean, where are they getting, you know, uh, replacement parts or boards for whatever, you know, system they've got running PlayStation now? I remember there was an article a while back, and I'm just, I'm just going from memory. I, I kind of took a peek at it the other day, so I'm trying to remember as best I can. But the the idea is that they've got these uh, these special boards that are essentially eight PlayStation 3s in one, and that is the back end of the PlayStation Now cloud service. So it runs, you know, multiple instances of PS3s uh, on a single board, and then that gets streamed to whoever's playing it but it's all still running on cell architecture and if those chips are gone what are they gonna do like is ibm just like special order machining these things for them do they have a ton of backups like what's I mean, going on they're they're charging us 120 bucks a year for to be able to access this like ps3 layer of that's on the playstation plus premium that's like the the biggest one so it might be really expensive I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, they're they're definitely charging people, you know, for it, so... Okay, well, all of this is beside the point that game streaming sucks. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's not even an ability <laughs> thing. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> I can sit here on, on this little emulator machine that I bought the other day, and it's I can wirelessly play, you know, Metal Gear Solid 4 on my computer dude, through Moonlight now. Dude. It's like, what the fuck? But it's like, yeah, I can cloud it. RPCS3... <laughs> the ps3 emulator the big one rpcs3 yeah. it's the only one literally runs on the steam deck yeah so that's yeah it's not a question of ability right now and they could give us like a 
Like, and what I'm seeing with a lot of these devices is like people are making like custom configs with it where they're like, this is the best way to do it with this game, like run it this way. And like, they could just have it figured out for us like that and give us the best way to play it. And they're doing this without access to documentation. Yeah. So what's Sony's excuse? Yeah, we, we already know that like, I mean, this PS3 cloud service, this is just, this is just PS now. This already exists. And yeah. We, you know, we, we've, we've <laughs> tested this. I tested it profusely and i not only is it not good but the playstation 3s that you are on are not very good playstation 3s they do not touch the loads of like slim or super slim they are like really old and they're wildly inconsistent as well so i loaded into multiple instances of metal gear solid 2 and metal gear solid 3 on the ps now just to check loading screens because i'm just just the kind of guy who does that and is interested in time and loading <laughs> That's how screens. you get your kicks. Yeah, that's just how I enjoy life. You um, need to post, like, YouTube comparisons. Yeah, and, and like, I, 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 they do not touch, like, good PlayStation 3s. They are, I, I, I don't know how it works on their end, but they are not powerful PS3s. So we already know that sucks. So just forget every PS3 game. This is not, like, a new backwards compatibility for PS3. It already exists. You don't want anything to do with it. It's really bad. Um, PlayStation 2 and PlayStation 1, you'll be able to download it to your PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 and your PC as well, right? They wrote P- PC on there. Um, I don't know if it'll play. I I know they said you can download it to the consoles. I don't know if you can download it to the PC. It may just stream. Because there was a comment about like there are streaming options available for people who can't download. Let me and, let me bring the post up. Let me find it. Um, I mean, need look, to give us fucking install files like Game Pass does, and just you know, like give it give it a like rental access to that file. Like let us install it. Don't let us cloud. You know, run it off the cloud. It's so stupid. And it's not like I, there's no precedence in that because they lock your shit if you like have a PlayStation Plus game and you run out of PlayStation yeah. Plus. Yeah, I, I canceled my PlayStation Plus back in January. I'm, I'm glad I did. All the like free games have sucked ever since. <laughs> this, this whole year they've been dog shit. And uh, yeah, now they're rolling out this stuff. And that's, dude, I, I actually, all right, guys, I'm going to make an announcement here on the podcast. I uh, I put it in an order to get my PS3 fixed, okay? So we're going we're gonna to have a box Good sitting man. here. We're going we're gonna to sit back. We're going to play some MGO2. Yeah. I've oh. got that on PC. I was gonna say, what, 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 what's, yeah. <laughs> You're right. It's only, it's only streaming through the PC, so it's just it's just PS Now. It's yeah. just PS it's, Now. Look, here's the thing. I would have actually considered getting this service if they would have also, you know, extended the olive branch and said, "Hey, if you have old purchases of PS One or PSP, PS Two games, uh, or you physical can play copies, those, yeah, or you've got physical copies, those will work." But you can also use this service to get extra ones. Like, I would have seen that and I would have been like, well, you know what? Hell yeah, I'll sign up. Like, that'd yeah. get me. But no, yeah. that's not what they're doing. Basically, all of those games that everyone purchased are useless now. And, and the PS3 store, um, it's not even up anymore, at least not on the web. I mean, God knows how long that thing's going to be active for, if it even is on the console. When I did uh, call to get, you know, the thing shipped back to me like I, I did it online but then when i called there to ask them about it they didn't have a ps3 department and uh when i asked the lady <laughs> she was like yeah we, we stopped doing that and i'm like oh that's weird you guys sent me a repair box so we'll see how this goes but oh my god no are you yeah. serious 
So, so like, wait, that, the lady did you, not. She was like, I don't know nothing about PS5s. I don't know nothing about PS3s. I only do PS4. And I was like, I know I hit the PS4 button, but that's only because there wasn't a PS3 extension. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so, no. Dude, you oh, might just not see your PS3 again. I know, man. That's uh, it's it, dark times. It, Get your like emulators a, up. Do or die situation. That's I pulled the trigger. I was like, fuck it. I got to do it now or never, man. This sucks. They might just send you a PS4 back. <laughs> Wouldn't that be that some would shit? be a fucking She asked me. Joke. She was like, she goes, she goes. Well, have you thought about buying a PS4 or a PS5? Oh I was like, I got one of those. God damn. Like, <laughs> have you all thought about you. making your games playable? Yeah. Thank you, I, call I kinda... center uh, agent. <laughs> God. Uh, I, I then well, I then I I, I kind of leveled with her. I was like, look, you know, this. I, I realize you're you're in the position here, and you're just doing your job. But that's you know, it just sucks for me because I'm I'm hankering for some PS3 action. Can I just say you probably could have got a new PS3 for less than the price of what you paid to repair it? No, dude. It's it was eighty bucks to get the repair, and it's like two hundred bucks for from online. Or I don't know. That's what I'm. Are seeing you serious? When I, when I Google it, yeah. Google the I, PS3. I got mine right for a hundred something. I think I got mine okay. for like thirty bucks on Facebook Marketplace. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, y'all are yeah. That's 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 going through a little. I was just looking at like Amazon and eBay, and that's what I was seeing. It was like two hundred something. God. Yeah, they're going up. Since the beginning of the, the shit that's going on in the world, um, the price of games and consoles has been going up and up. Yeah, so maybe uh, yeah, just in that maybe, quick little bit yeah. of time. Good call. The, the, the last thing I want to say about the, the, P, the PlayStation subscription service is like, if you are looking at this as a Metal Gear fan, that it's good news. All signs indicate that it's bad news. Like, every, every single sign. The HD collection isn't even on... Uh, PlayStation Now anymore, is it? No, Four is, no. though, right? Four is. Four yeah, is, okay. yeah. Four and Pierce Walker. Wait, 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 wait. Back up. Back up. I thought the HD collection that they had on PlayStation Now was just the version that was bundled in with the PS3 HD collection. Did they split it out? Oh, I don't know. I don't oh, then I might have made a mistake then. Because you, you're asking about Peace Walker, right? Yeah, because it because on the PS3 it was bundled into the HD collection. Yeah. Well, I have was. I have them separately on the on the PS3. I bought them separately, so I'm I'm imagining that's what it's like on PS Now as well. But no. I could be wrong because it's been a long time since I checked PS Now. On I mean, PS Now you beat into one game from from memory. You beat into one game. I bought a PlayStation Three Slim HD 320 gigabytes for ninety nine ninety nine at nice. Uh, um, but now now. Those same slims are like one seventy nine, but you just have to keep searching. I don't know. It's it's a it's a you could it's a it's a crapshoot, honestly. I hope I just like send it into them. They flip my CMOS battery around and it fucking update goes through. And they send it back to me. That's that's really I, I don't want to go in there and rip that thing open. It it is like a lot of steps to to get to the uh even to even get to the CMOS battery. And then I've heard people say that that doesn't even fix it. So. That's your baby, right? You'd rather have your baby go for like, you know, a doctor's yeah. appointment that's just like a checkup than a whole ass heart surgery. Yeah. And even if they send me like a different baby and it's just as good as a baby, that's fine. That'll be my yeah. baby. That's true. They're going to send you a PS1 and a PS2. I mean, that adds up to three, right? They, or together. if they send you a PS4 and you're just like, <laughs> I hate this fucking child. I'm going to kill it. Yeah. We'll send you a PS4, but you have to send us a PS1 so that way it equals out. <laughs> Now I feel ridiculous for getting a DualSense before getting a PlayStation 5, but just 
again, just like I did that. You, you could got one feel too. that's a kick-ass could, controller. You could feel good. Sam's zipper going down. Insane. That was the first thing I did was piss. <laughs> Awesome. Well, it's only like one milliliter, but it's a good controller. It feels really good. It, it does. Reminds me, of, reminds me of the uh, the 360 controller in a way. Not the face buttons, but just the feel of it, the weight of it. Yeah, yeah. I will tell you this: uh, playing Gran Turismo Seven on that thing is amazing. Um, I may have issues with Gran Turismo Seven right now, and certain uh, monetization models that they have adopted. Um. But, uh, yeah, man, it feels real good. You can feel the road through that thing. Uh, it really, re- you can really tell what you're doing. It's pretty darn cool. I wish it I feels- knew more about cars so I could explain this better. <laughs> it, it looks expensive. It feels really good. And I really liked the DualShock 4 when it came out, even though I was a little, I was a little disappointed with the DualShock 4 because it felt like a Fisher Price toy. Uh, when I first touched it, but I really liked its feel. But DualSense kind of blows it away now. I, I only use the DualShock 4 for uh, the PS3 at this point. Because I Wait. can't stand that DualShock 3. That oh, DualShock yeah, the, 3. the shoulder buttons are awful. Which yeah. are the worst controller The convex it's, R2 It's just L2, too yeah. light. It's just too light. It's too light. It's too cramped up. They break so easily as well. Like... I've been yeah. through a good few of them. They're terrible controllers. And good luck trying to find another one. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. that's one of the. Too. Unfortunately, that's one of the only ways to get pressure sensitive buttons anymore. Uh, yeah, but I don't. I don't use. I don't use that option whatsoever. For MGS3, I will use it, even though I've kind of found a way to play MGS3 with a DualShock 4, where I'm not really slitting people's throats by accident. But for MGS2, it's really not necessary for me. Yeah, it's it's definitely more necessary in 3 than 2, especially in MGO if you ever want to play that online. I'm afraid to play MGO 1 again because I have rose-colored glasses, uh, <laughs> and I really love MGO. I loved MGO 1 more than I loved MGO 2, and I think MGO 3 kind of sucks compared to the other two. Uh, I've always wanted to go back because I loved MGO. I spent hours and hours and days in mgo one i couldn't believe it on a fucking dial-up connection but now it's like if i go i'm gonna have to schedule a a meeting with friends to play and i don't want to do any of that (laughs) stuff yeah there's only ever like one person online anymore You, you have to get people together to do it but um i got on with a couple of guys not too long ago and it was it's still pretty fun the best maps of mgo2 are basically mgo1 maps I mean, that's just my opinion. And I'll never forget... No, you're the right, little, yeah. <laughs> the, stra- the, the strafing they do to avoid being headshot. I, always, <laughs> I miss that so much. And the games, oh man, they're such good games. And then you go to MGO3 and you're like, oh man, 75% of these maps aren't being utilized whatsoever. You're only stuck in one section. It, MGO3 had a good, like... The, the cornerstone was there, you know? They just didn't build anything on it. It needs stuff. There's no stuff in MGO3. There's nothing to do. Like Survive. Weirdly, yeah. I had way more fun with Survive than I did with MGO3. Same, same. I had more fun with FOBs than the other two. And then Survive comes next, and then MGO3 is dead last. Yeah, I played the shit out of FOBs, but I barely touched, yeah, especially in comparison, barely touched MGO3. 
So what is Peace Walker then? Like MGO two and a half? MGO two and a half. Because uh, because the co-op mode in that is a blast, but the verses isn't is just the worst thing ever. Yeah. No, co-op was fucking dope. Doing the goddamn human slingshot and. Oh, it's hilarious! Yeah, it, just collaborating with people and trying to figure out how to take down some of the super bosses. It's it's just fun. <laughs> yeah, fighting fighting Gear Rex was was a trip. I'm so mad they didn't put that in Survive. There's a lot of things. They, well, there was a recent uh, Twitter thread today of things they should have added. I think Janola and uh, Gurlagon, right? It's Gurlagon. Right. Should have been added. I think that would have been super fun. Uh, the stuff they had was fine for the initial three months, but you need more. And I think the problem with Survive is you got single player and you got multiplayer, and both of them don't have enough to justify, yeah. you know, recommending uh, it. Yeah, co-op with Survive would have been dope. Well, the other problem with Survive is that nobody cared. Yeah. <laughs> no, they cared to hate it. They, yeah, they, really, right, right, they went yeah. out of their way to hate it, even if they didn't play it. They went all the way to hate it. <laughs> I felt like I took on the entire like Metal Gear fandom like defending that game when it first came out. That sucked. That was not a you, fun time. You fought harder than I did, man. But I stood my ground. <laughs> I, know, I stood my fucking ground. I was like, it's a fun time. It's just y'all just y'all weren't looking for this type of game. That's all. If yeah. they would have sold it as DLC for MGO3, it probably would have done a lot better. Yeah. It, yeah. It might, it might have gotten a little, a little less hate as well. Like if they if they sold it like it was zombie mode for Call of Duty, uh, the, yeah. the same way that that thing is in, implemented, I'm sure. But who knows what they were really thinking of? Maybe they're like, "Hey, we got to set ourselves apart from MGS5 because it's got the Kojima name on it, and we want to try something new and this and that." There's probably a whole bunch of stuff because it was well, delayed. It was supposed to come out, I think, in 2017, or maybe the beta oh, was right, just 2017, right, right, but yeah. they pushed it out to 2018 March, I think. And those first two weeks, they outsold Monster Hunter digitally on the PlayStation, which is... Whoa, I didn't it, know that. I mean, uh, that's a small victory. I get it. But, the, you know, Monster Hunter was a beast when it came out. Even now, it's still a beast. I'm sure people bought Switches because of Monster Hunter. Oh, yeah. I do remember there was a, an interview with, I think, Coricado about Metal Gear Survive, how he talked about the idea basically being born of their younger team members learning how to use the Fox engine and just messing around with it and, and like dropping items into the world map. And at one point they were like, hey, this is pretty fun. I bet we could make a game out of this. And they tried doing like, you know, well, we can build stuff. So maybe we do tower defense. But when it's player versus player and you've got guns, the tower defense thing doesn't really work. So we need some different type of enemy and like, like they go through the rationale of, of, of like where the idea came from. Um, and it was, it just sounded like they were having fun and were like, Hey, this could be goofy. I think the quote is, this is the game the team wanted to make. Yeah. And, you know, you, you can believe it or you, or you choose not to it really depends on your biasness. But, uh, there's some things in that game they did. Right. When I was looking at the, when I played the beta, I, 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 everyone, I think, I think us, we had a real good time with the beta. You know, going into that little lobby, creating little puzzles and little obstacles and sliding on oil rigs to create a, 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 a like a bowling alley full of uh, obstacles was a lot of fun for me. I think that was the like most fun I've ever had in any game, like, pre like pre-game lobby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, God, Nitro, we sat in there for hours yeah. just fucking around. <laughs> 
it was a real fun multiplayer. That that whole scene was like a, the MGS4 virtual range, but yeah. multiplayer and a lot more fun. And I still go, I go to MGS4 and I just play the virtual range because I think that's the only fun part of MGS4 for me at least. Damn. Also not wrong. I wish MGS4 had had VR missions. It, there was so much going on with that engine that there, you could have done so much. And it's just, it's so underutilized. It drives me crazy. There was so much going on with that engine. And that's kind of the reason why we all have the shit we have today. Uh, When they showed, go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I don't think I've laughed harder, though, than the first time seeing the Shagohod just rip through (laughs) a giant crowd and survive. That game brought me so much joy just seeing, like, Metal Gear Rex (laughs) fuck shit up. Right? It's just like, whoa! Like, the the Shagohud was uh, specifically hilarious because it had its own theme music. So once you heard it, like, oh shit, get the hell out of the way now. <laughs> yeah. and you just run yeah. inside the airport or whatever. Uh, thing drifted so hard. Uh, but what I was going to say is when, when they showed Ground Zeroes for the first time, uh, and you, it's specifically the shot of Snake putting his uh, leading up against a rock. I was like, oh, they're not using the... This is not an evolution of the MGS4 engine, which I was kind of sad about because I really like some things in MGS4. It's like, this is, this is Peace Walker. They're really just building off of Peace Walker and dropping MGS4 altogether. At first, I was really sad about that. Well, mechanically, but if I remember right, wasn't the Fox engine built on top of what they had for MGS4? Uh, I've, I think I've read something like that too, but it's... It, he, Snake mechanically, look, though, yeah, it's completely different. Snake was, was more. Yeah, they feel op- completely opposite. Sorry, go the, ahead. Um, no, it's all right. Uh, the models just look a bit different. In MGS4, you have like these very long. Uh, they're, they're longer models, but in MGS5, for some reason, they're more stocky. This is the way I see it. They remind me of Peace Walker. Things are a little more stocky with huge thighs. But in, in four, and you can cut this out because I can. I can tell this is coming from a blabbering idiot. The, the models just <laughs> slightly slicker, slightly taller. Uh, more anatomically correct, uh, as far as I'm concerned. And then we go into like this, and I don't want to use dumbed down, but it's sort of like dumbed down models. And that's where I see that Peace Walker connection with Five. It's but They're kind of like arcadey versions of them. I th- I th- yeah, I see what you're saying. They're like cartoony kind of. Well, yeah, MGS4's visual style was still uh, somewhat exaggerated and, and, and comic. And um, it was it was more stylized, whereas like, even even in Peace Walker and, and definitely more so in, in, in V, it was, you know, they were going for hard realism, um, at least as much as they could. Um, and, you know, they've crossed the Rubicon now with Death Stranding, but... Um, yeah, yeah, right. Death Stranding's a very good-looking game. I, in fact, I think uh, Hideki... It's MGS4 and uh, Death Stranding is some of Hideki Sasaki's best work and the team around him because those models look fantastic. Yeah. With the exception of the very large hands that everybody has in MGS4, uh, the models look fantastic. <laughs> they do. They have really large hands if you ever pay attention. Yeah. What the fuck's going on with the pachinko machine? What, what, what was that? What's the story with the hands on that? It's... Well, dude, Big I Boss's don't... hand takes up like half of the goddamn screen. What, what's this up is... with that? Okay. <sighs> Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I've got my own thoughts on this that I've that I've already said a million times. But but you, go, go on ahead. I'm just going to zip it. I, I think we're all waiting for you to say something because no one was going to interrupt. Know. I absolutely hate how the patchy slot cutscenes look, and I don't know why anybody likes them. They're stiff. I always felt it, that they were like 
visually impressive but kind of generic. Yeah, they're like Eva looks like I hate to say this, but Eva looks like uh, something you find from like a, a Steam adult game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Don't care. I think they're great. I'm, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> ten out of ten. You'll still play fourteen with me, right? Yeah, give me give me a full game that looks like that. Something just looks wrong about them. I don't know if it's the texture work. I don't know if it's just the shape of the models because the faces all look wrong. Um, Just something about, I don't know if it's the lighting engine just looking weird. I mean, I don't know how people look at that and think it looks anything like the characters in MGS3. I was going to say earlier that like MGS 2, 3, and 4 are, are very stylized. Uh, just sort of touching on what Bad Humans was saying, where they where they they have sort of a distinct, unique look, and they all sort of match each other. Um, you know, MGS four definitely aligns far more with two and three than it does with Peace Walker and 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 yeah. Um, and there's just something off about those patchy slot cutscenes. I do like um, uh, Ocelot. Ocelot looked pretty good. I just and and I guess like they. It, I, I don't know if it's true or not, but everybody assumes because it looks so close of a match that they were using the same animation data, which I don't know, probably, uh, you know, it's why do people think they were made in the Fox engine? Is it just because they don't know how engines work? It's a it's a keyword. It's a hot key. It's a, you know, you say Fox, Fox engine, you say Pachinko and people automatically have something to say about something it's like it's a different company making that thing for crying out loud. But practically, anyway, most of their Apache slots aren't made by Konami themselves. They're made by some subsidiary group that they uh, they bought from stocks. Uh, like I think they're called like Tokyo Electric something or rather. Yeah, and, yeah, it's one of their subsidiaries. Yeah, right. And they do the Silent Hill and the Castlevania uh, Apache slots. And I think only this one was done by Konami Amusement. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I think it was. Um, I can't remember if it was if it was Konami Amusement before or after but i know they they had a name change at one point to right like, what is it K- kpe i think you're right and but they did uh borrow some stuff from konami digital because i think that you see both their logos next to each other when the patches mm. like got uh released so that's why that whole theory that they're using the wireframes and the motion captures from mgs3 and just using it with better yeah. textures that's I where that theory comes that, from though Sure, why not? Doesn't really matter. Yeah. No one's gonna play it. Like everyone shits on the patchy slot. <laughs> but let's be honest: if you were in Las Vegas, you had no idea the patchy slot existed. You were in Las Vegas. You're like, oh man, look at that. It's a Metal Gear game. Yeah, I'll go. Sp- I'll go spend some cash it's, on that. It's sure. more than that, though, because like if you go to Japan, every popular video game has a patchy slot. Mm. Like every single one. I like how people pretend Capcom is this, uh, <laughs> you know, so much better than Konami, but people forget. That's paragon in, of virtue, right? In, in the seventh generation, uh, Capcom kind of shat the bed. Uh, oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember people joking that uh, this joke might still be relevant that, like, that, Ca- that Smash Brothers Sakurai treated Mega Man better than Capcom did. Yeah, they, they even said that about uh, Simon and uh, Richter for their uh, Ultra Smash. But, um, Capcom in 2008 had its best year because they put out two Resident Evil 4 patchy slots. 
You know, no one talks about that. Everyone wants to keep talking about, well, look how many Resident Evils there are, and look how many Silent Hills there are. It's like, you can't do that. What about the, the five other Resident Evil games that no one gives a shit about, like Revelations and Resistance, when anything else that starts with the North that I can't think of? <laughs> it's the framing of it. The problem, the problem isn't that they made Apache Slot. No one would have given a shit that they made Apache Slot. The problem was everyone thought it was a fucking remastered Metal Gear Solid 3. <laughs> yeah, they saw the, they saw the picture like, and were like, yo, oh, fuck. It's, it's like Diablo Immortal. Do you remember at BlizzCon when everyone went fucking mental because I of was Diablo at that Immortal? BlizzCon. You could hear a pin drop. You were, like, you were there? I was there. I was with, yep. Holy crap. That makes you the biggest nerd here, and that's quite an accomplishment. I almost feel like cursed since that day. When they announced. I was like, did, is something wrong with me, God? Why did you make me? Of all the BlizzCons you talk, t- took me to, you took me to this one? <laughs> Don't you guys have phones? Like, no, no, no one would have cared if they made a Diablo Mortal game. The pro- uh, uh, like a Diablo game for the phone. No one gives a shit about that, right? The problem is, everyone wanted Diablo 4, and they were expecting Diablo 4, and then they were getting a mobile game. That's, that's, it's just All the framing. The, it's the same energy oh. with uh, the support lady of Fingers, when she was like, why don't you just get a PS4? Like, it, no, that's <laughs> not the solution. You're not getting it here. Yeah. What, who was the executive at Microsoft who was like, yeah, we've got a way for you to play these games. It's called an this, Xbox 360. Yeah, the same exact energy. Oh, uh, the guy what? that sent oh, uh, EA now. Well, uh, Matic? Yeah. Matic, I think, said it. Yeah, I think so. Man, it, here's the funny thing about that BlizzCon, though. It's all they had to do was say, hey, everybody, we know what you want. It's not ready yet. We're sorry. We're working very hard on it. Please be patient. And that would have been it. And nobody would have complained. Well, like, that's what Nintendo does. Some like, they people just did with would've. the Breath of the Wild, too. Well, yeah, but it, but yeah. it wouldn't have been this, this, you know, they wouldn't have been a laughing star. No, no, no. Just be open with people. Be human. Don't be like weird corporate robots. But that's a little different from the Konami situation. You know, yeah. Diablo has a connection with its fans. Konami does not have its connection with its fans whatsoever. What do you mean, my close uh, personal friend Konami? What are you talking about? Yeah, well, Konami's <laughs> never wanted to... They've always sort of like... I don't know. There's this weird tug of war between being this very sterile company and this cult of personality that was Kojima. And, uh, you know, eventually the bigger stick won. Um, and now it's, it's like, it's, it's weird watching Konami just sort of not do anything. But they are doing stuff though. They're just not doing things that people want them to do. That's the difference. Yeah, but they don't need to. No, they don't. They're making money hand over fist. Right, and not off, uh, not off patches either. Yeah, off of exactly what they said they were going to do, which is mobile games. They, I think they own like what two or three of the of the top ten highest grossing mobile games in Japan, something like that. They got a couple of Switch games that uh, sold millions of copies. I mean, in Japan only, yeah, but they're still making games. They're developing games still. They're just not the games that people want, unfortunately. Yeah. We're we're not the audience. Yeah. I might still be the audience. That's the, that's the problem. Like when they show that Ninja Turtles collection, I'm all about that. Let's I'm go. all for that. Day. That was yeah. I'm gonna get that. There's nothing I'm playing. There's nothing I look forward to more than a Ninja Turtles collection. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna probably be speedrunning Hyper Heist. Probably the last that thing. Hyperstone Heist. Excuse me. That collection is a miracle. I love that collection. I'm glad they're doing it. I never thought they would do it. Thirteen games. And they're put, they're putting in the NES one, which I've been dying to go back and trying to defeat the uh, damn thing. And tournament fighters too. 
like a lot of deep cuts in that. Yeah, yeah even the Japanese versions as well. So, uh, bad humans, uh, I got a question for you. Shoot, days. You gonna buy a fat man plushie? <laughs> Am I gonna buy one? Yeah. <laughs> No, no, because I, I, I don't buy stuff. I don't. I don't have any like Metal Gear trinkets and stuff. Oh, come I, on, the we... same. I do not own all this stuff. You are way more mature than us. This is this is more than just Metal Gear merch, though. This is a this is a hard earned victory. This is the only thing I'm gonna buy. But I'm the same. I don't buy like I don't own tons of Metal Gear stuff. Because I'm out of a loop. This is something that people like voted on, right? And right. It, it may, all right. Right. All right. So. Yeah, Can I tell the means. story? Pretty much had a whole goddamn campaign for it. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so I saw that tweet um, from them initially about how, hey, we're going to be doing Konami things, you know, reply with what characters you'd like to see and we'll do it. And I've got uh, sort of a, a, a private chat room Discord thing with the guys who run the Snake Soup and, uh, and just, you know, a couple other friends. And we just make fun of stuff all day. And we, you know, I, I shared this with them and I was like, wouldn't it be funny if we got them to do like running man or fat man? Fat man's uh, a much better choice, by the way. And yeah, and, and yeah, I agree. It was. And and I'm absolutely going to get one. It sucks. They said they couldn't do running man. It's like, come yeah. on. But like Running Man is is like one of those deep cut memes. Yeah. Uh, and and then there's always that that old tweet where Kojima said it was like his favorite boss. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I also wonder if it's like it'd be kind of difficult to translate from like 2D to like a physical like object. I, I think that there would be a yeah. lot of con everybody would have their own that. interpretation. And it ain't it that. it's because no one would have fucking bought it. <laughs> <laughs> but, no one's it. Man. but we got enough people memeing Running Man that they had to respond and were like, oh, we don't think this is going to work as a plushie. And so uh, the, the group of us were like, damn it. OK, what do we do? All right. Well, Fat Man, that's that's more obvious. That's actually a really funny idea. It fits. It's a great idea. Um, let's go for it and see if anybody bites. And we did. And they did. And it <laughs> and it won. Snake Soup, the video Snake Soup were making was so funny. And yeah. like they were funny on multiple layers. Like the, the humor that went into those videos was so, so clever. I really wish they'd make more stuff like that. Oh yeah, he was he was talking with us and sharing like what he was making as he was making them and just like Oh my god. <laughs> I, I will buy the fat man. I don't I don't own like Metal Gear merch. I don't have anything. I'm obligated to, man. Yeah. I will hundred percent buy the fat man. And shout out yeah. first press games for playing along with that. Yeah. I'm so sorry for your social <laughs> well, media. I mean, <laughs> look, the the all the Silent Hill fans who got angry because uh, skateboards? Oh, geez. <laughs> Apparently they sold so well they're releasing another skateboard though. That's the yeah, irony that's, of it. That's uh that's the, the renewal. Games. Yep, that's where your renew IP renewal is coming from, friends. So stop making articles about it. Why? I, I know I've said this like three times now, but MGS2 literally has skateboarding in it. One of one of the versions. Doing? One of the versions, sure. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean like my, my point is like there's at least a reason. You know, there's an association there. What in the world does Silent Hill have to do with skateboarding? No, I'm hearing Kanye in my head, like right now, going like, "I like some of Konami's game." What the fuck does Silent Hill have to do with skateboarding? 
<laughs> oh, maybe I can tackle this with the SilentHill.com thing, which I see, I see a lot of people still upset about. Uh, obviously, it's to expand the market. You get more people interested that they weren't interested in before, and then maybe enough, um, enough. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Enough uh, curiosity builds up where they start making another game. It's always about expanding the market. This is why it became a dungeon crawler for the PSP and uh, Book of Memories and uh, so forth and so forth. Uh, it's just a business decision. Whether, it pays, whether it's a good one or bad one, that's debatable. But it's a business decision to just expand the market. That's why you have Sound Hill skateboards and, I guess, Pyramid Head plushies and whatever, that, whatever else this, they're, they're hoarding out. This does seem like a, a, like a more recent phenomenon, though. Uh, the restructure that happened, uh, you know, when, when around the time that, that Kojima left, uh, their entire philosophy changed. Um, I mean, this is no mystery, but it also seems like whatever gatekeepers were, were standing in the way of certain, uh, you know, of, of their franchises being used in certain ways were now gone. And anything is up for grabs. You know, it, you, you used to look at things like Silent Hill and Metal Gear and, and to a somewhat lesser extent, Castlevania. And, and everything about them was somewhat curated. You know, like there was, there was a very... Every, everything was, was more intentional, it seemed. And now it's like we're just going to slap the name on literally anything that we get an offer for. Whether it's skateboards or NFTs or plushies or what have you. Um, though, you know, the fat man plushie, I genuinely do like, but, but I mean, like in a general sense, like if you look at the merchandise that, that is available now for Konami's properties, for the most part, it's all very cheap and not well thought out. And that didn't used to be the case. At least it didn't seem like it. I don't, I don't get that vibe, but it's not because I disagree with you. I just, I, I don't see it that way. Um, I, I just, I just want for the record, I think the, the plushie for fat man is a terrific idea. And if I was someone who bought stuff. I would most likely buy it because it's cute. <laughs> the NFTs, Lord came, was Lord sent me a message one time. Lord Emmerich sent me a message. He was like, uh, you see what's going on with these NFTs? I was like, yeah. He goes, yeah, it's, it's, it's terrible, right? I was like, why? Like, I, 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 I go to him. I go to him. Look, I'm not going to buy in these NFTs. These NFTs look fucking stupid, right? I saw what they are. I don't understand them. But if people are investing and people are making money off of it, God bless them. Who cares? If you don't want something, you don't, don't buy it. The same thing with uh, cosmetic uh, microgen microtransactions. What if, you know, if they don't affect the game, then what do you care? Let people make their money. These are seventy dollars games now. You know, they need to make their money somehow. I think I think the the crux of the argument why why I don't like the NFTs is because the NF NFTs are the complete opposite of the preservation that we're looking for from Konami for these games. You know, when we we like all crying out for like ports and ways to be able to play these games on modern hardware and they're like hmm we're gonna add digital scarcity to to a product and you know it's just it's, it's it seems like the opposite of what people actually want from konami people want those games well they literally even had in the on the page that like this is a way to preserve the games you love and it just came off as very patronizing but that but that's the thing you know, people look at this and they and they get the impression like Konami's, you know, kind of rubbing dirt in their eye. Uh, but that's not it. They just they just don't care what we think. 
you know, like we're we're not really uh, the target audience. There's and there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. That's just kind of how it is. They have a large audience. Uh, this is a family business that has other uh, other branches. They, they've got yeah. the gyms. They sponsor Olympic athletes. They've got uh, the video games, the mobiles, the patches, right? But it's still a family business. For me, it's kind of hard to shit on a family business. It's it's just the way it is. If I if I have a family business, right? Let's say my family business grows to be as big as Konami. I don't want to shit on that. I don't. I understand where it's coming from. People yeah. want their Metal Gear games. I get it. And Apache, you make a great point. I can't say uh, anything about it because the main problem is these games are not on PC. That's the main thing that I have a problem with when it comes to Konami. These games are not on PC whatsoever. Had these games been on PC, I think I'd be a little more lax of what they do. And, and I, I am pretty lax of what they do. I don't really mind the NFTs. I don't mind SilentHill.com not being owned. I don't know the last time I went to a dot-com. Everybody does apps. I, I even checked what Marvel and DC does. I checked Spider-Man. I checked Batman. I checked Superman.com. Marvel owns Spider-Man.com, but it does nothing. There's, it's a blank page. Marvel owns it. There's nothing. Whereas DC, uh, you type in Batman or Superman, it goes into their portal site. If Konami did own SilentHill.com, most likely would go to their portal site where they're selling more skateboards. So it's really not a big deal that they don't have SilentHill.com. It's not like they would use it anyway. It's, it'd be a waste of cash for them. Yeah. Or just a waste of maintenance. It's also, on the subject of Konami being a family business, uh, that does also make a lot of the cries for I wish Sony would buy them really absurd sounding. I Sony, who, Sony who lost Crash Bandicoot twice? Right, the, yeah. I mean, I mean they, well, they, I they lost the I don't think a lot of people know how businesses work. But, but especially not one as convoluted and with such a complex history as Konami. They're, they're not selling to anybody. I'm, so, a, oh, I'm sorry, Dave. Go ahead. No, Dave, go ahead. Mine is completely off topic, so you go. Uh, I was just going to say I'm a huge Sony fanboy. I'm a big fanboy. But it's kind of hard to even say that when, when people go, hey, I, I hope Sony buys Konami and we get out. No, that's not fair to Nintendo fans. That's not fair to Xbox fans. That's the most fucked up thing you could do. Have a one of a monopoly on all these IPs. And it's not like Sony doesn't have IPs that uh, they're not using or they're using. I mean, when's the last Sly, uh, Sly Cooper? When was the last uh, Siphon Filter? When was the last Meg? When's the last uh, SOCOM? Everybody's got IPs that they don't use. It's unfortunate, though, that Konami's got these IPs that are Silent Hill and Metal Gear, which have huge fans right behind them. I mean, it's okay that Castlevania doesn't have anything out. It's fine. You got Bloodstained, but really there's nothing to take the spot of Metal Gear or Silent Hill whatsoever. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, think it's, um, I think it's because when people in a fandom go without information for a long period of time, they become feral and it's not just metal gear that goes through this i think a lot of um a lot of ips go through this like i don't know if you saw whatever happened with the uh the uk sherlock series between uh seasons two and three like people genuinely went insane um, what happened I, I saw them what happened though um so they were convinced that um the two main characters were in a secret gay relationship that was revealed <laughs> in the third season and right. uh and it was hinted at by the people who make the show and things like that and they kind of did what people did with metal gear solid 5 and they started to see signs that weren't actually there 
And then the show came out and the show was really bad. And so they were convinced that the show episodes that were aired were fakes to lead you off the scent. And there was actually a secret uh, fourth episode. Wait, wait, is this why they did the whole, uh, the episode where they're trying to explain why, why Sherlock survived the one thing? Yes, that was, was that purposely was... making fun of them. Oh, <laughs> so oh my gosh. They actually hilarious. got acknowledged by the creator. Um, but yeah, I mean, they were, they were encouraged to, to act like that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to go into fucking John Locke on the show. I'm sorry for even bringing it up. I was just using no, an no, example no. of that. Yeah, you should be. Was season three the return of Moriarty? That was hinted at too. That didn't actually happen. There was some weird situation with Sherlock's sister and and was friends with Moriarty. I don't know. Season three was really bad. That show kind of killed itself. With I, for, I forget which season Moriarty comes back as some sort of AI program. Do you remember that? End of season two, start of season three. Right, right. Yeah, okay. So I remember. And season uh, two, the season two finale is the one we're talking about where someone throws Sherlock off the cliff or whatever, or off a building. And The Rhinebeck Falls end of season one, start of season two. I always thought that would have been great for Liquid to come back as an AI instead of coming back as an arm. Ooh. I mean, that was one of the theories back in the day. Was there? Yeah. Oh, my God. There were so many theories, dude. That Liquid was part of, like, GW or something? What? Or, or he, he, you know, he, he got what he wanted. He became, he beat the Patriots and became an AI himself. And you, then you get a return of Liquid and, and your main villain back. But I, I, mean, I don't know. This is why I was so, in, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my thing again. Let's this go. is one of the reasons I was annoyed about MGS4's handling of this. Uh, because MGS3 sort of, like, nodded to it and said, okay, this could be an answer. You don't really need more than that. Figure it out yourself, and and left it alone. You know, you mean they, the Patriots, they, right? Well, no, I mean in MGS three when they when they allude to the fact that Ocelot's father is a spirit medium. Oh, uh, okay. And and basically that was like, oh, okay, you can sort of draw your own conclusions from that. Right. Uh, and then four comes in and is like, no, it's this, 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 and this. Yeah, well, they did the same thing with the, philosoph- uh, the philosophers and the patriots. Yeah. I mean, you got that in three, and then Portal Bops, you got a little bit more, and then in four, you got, hey, they're the bad guys all along. Yeah. I mean, in two, I mean, it, it seems like the whole thing's just some coy reference to Dr. Strangelove, but, you know, who knows? What do you mean? Um, in, in, well, in the film, if you remember, uh, you know, Peter Sellers' character, like, how many does he play in that movie? God. Um, Five, I think. Yeah. Well, Dr. Strangelove himself uh, has alien hand syndrome. Right. Uh, because he's got, uh, <laughs> you know, he was, a, he was an ex-Nazi scientist, right? And he keeps trying to, like, heil, and it's just, he right, keeps right, having to, like, bite his arm. Like, he even bites his arm at one point. Yeah, I see where and you're so, going now. Yeah. And so I think, like, I was wondering if, like, that was just a reference to, to Dr. Strangelove. Maybe he's a big fan of that. Well, obviously he's a big fan yeah. of the film. He named the character after uh, the movie. Uh, Days, you wanted to say something, and then you know, I kind of bored everybody. What did you want to say? Oh, uh, I was just speaking of Konami, and I just—it's—it's it's funny because I've been—I've been me, me and Apache, and uh, Apache's girlfriend, in fact, have been getting like knee deep into the Theranos story, uh, like the company that was run by Elizabeth Holmes. And a lot of the stuff that she did was very reminiscent of the shit that people like accused Konami of doing 
um, back in 2015, like siloing off employees, um, you know, tracking folks, making sure folks didn't speak to the public. Um, I thought it was an interesting juxtaposition, especially considering like we never really got confirmation about what actually happened at Konami, but that definitely happened at Theranos. So if you speak to anybody from Kojima, L.A., they said nothing of that sort happened, but that's in L.A. You ask Ryan Payton, because he had done an interview uh, sometime before, he asked, hey, when I was there, a lot of the practices that we were doing Konami, we started doing in other uh, companies, like the uh, tracking us and uh, email addresses. And he goes, yeah, it was weird, but this is what all the companies do later on. But there's other stuff they did that no one really talks about. They had fired a woman who was pregnant, and that became a lawsuit, but no one talks about that. Everyone keeps talking about the... Nikai, I think it's pronounced Nikai yeah. article, right? Yeah, that's where mo- pretty much every story came from, was one anonymous employee and, and who gave an interview. Right, and the two articles from Nikai, written by the same person. And then if you ask somebody that's close to Konami, they said, well, you know, it's uh, over-exaggerated, this person was uh, biased. But if you're really curious about the uh, the business practices and how they treat their employees, there's a website dedicated to employees rating. Pre- uh, former employees current employees rating Konami as a business and they 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 dish out on what what happened and what didn't happen and whatnot I think what happened was I sent Lord the the link like uh, 2019 2020 and then he eventually tweeted it uh, 2021 so it's got to be in Lord's uh, uh, timeline but yeah there's there's reviews on Konami from previous and current uh, employees if people really want to know what's going on over there so what's the consensus then is it like the story said, not at all like it, somewhere in the middle. I, I Somewhere in the middle. I just remember what Lord wrote back to me after he read one review. He goes, the dark times have ended. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure a lot of people said that when Elizabeth Holmes got prosecuted. So, But it only, you know, it only blew up when Kojima left because there was... There were some people talking about uh, when Koji Garashi left Castlevania. Uh, yeah. little, a little less when Moriyama left Suikoden. Um, but it, it blew up when Kojima left, which is weird because I always felt like he should have left a long time ago. He should have done the Shiji Mikami thing and just, just leave and do your own studio. That would have been the best. Well, right now, both companies yeah. are in a better place. I mean, it's somewhat analogous to when Steve Jobs was fired from Apple. And he eventually came back. Right. Uh, I don't know if that, that's probably not going to happen in this case, uh, at least, you know, not in the same way. No, um, but there is a chance for Kojima Productions to develop another Metal Gear game. Business, yeah. money talks. Yeah, yeah, I, I will agree with that. I think probably at some point they'll find a way to rope him back in. Sony's going to want a, a little bit of a return on their investment. Sure, sure. Um. But yeah, I mean, like you said, it's just it's just business and, 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 you know, a lot of fans look at this stuff and they romanticize it and they think it's a lot more they do uh, mystical and dramatic than it actually is. I mean, there was a few months ago. Oh, my God. Did you see Kojima follows Konami on Twitter? Konami follows Kojima on Twitter. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> it's not. But when you have like Jeff Keighley crying on stage going, oh, my God, they, let him, they locked him in an office to do work. Oh, horrible, horrible. Now it's I'm like, just yeah. picturing Elizabeth Holmes locking Kojima in a closet. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 
Sorry, I just completely deflated that. You're, uh... No, not at all. I'm, now I'm picturing Kojima tweeting out of that closet because that's all he does. Yeah, just tweeting, tweeting about the like the the broom handle. It looks like a flower or some shit. Probably. I'll be like, look what I ate for breakfast. I had it in my pocket. Let me just show you what I ate. You know, he I loves mean, fucking of, tweeting shit. Speaking of, he's been tweeting. I guess it looks like they're filming something, like a documentary, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, like, uh, Rocco said it, like on that picture where there was that guy who had like all the cameras all over him he was like is this guy transferring <laughs> <laughs> they were supposed to transferring was supposed to be used for MGS5 too and then they made it a standard console OS feature I don't know what they made it because I never used it I thought yeah. the, the word was just weird it was very Kojima-ish like, yeah, like it was, Lost it was World cloud saves it was cloud six. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Which, you know, good for him for making that a thing before Sony went and made it default. Sure. But, you know, that, that probably took the wind out of his sails a bit. I, I think I'm one of the uh, few people that just doesn't care about uh, new Koji Pro stuff. I, 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 I played Death Stranding only so I could be part of the conversation, but I really didn't feel anything for it. Hmm. Uh, some people might take that and say that I'm being overly negative about Death Stranding, but I thought the game design for Death Stranding was very good. It's just excellent game design when it doesn't trample over itself and include third-person shooting mechanics where it doesn't fit or play well. Yeah, the shooting needed to not be there. No, it didn't. It should have taken a page from um, Ico or Ico. Right, yeah. Ooh, that would have been interesting. There, This is one of those things where I'm wondering if, you know when when death stranding 2 eventually ultimately rolls around you know if that's where he's going uh how much more refined of an experience is that going to be because kojima's always sort of let's say his team has always done a really good job at you know figuring out where the problems are the second time around with an idea uh because because i mean death there are a lot of really clever and interesting things in Death Stranding, but it's it's so mired in excess at the same time. There's just it needs stripped down. Yeah. If it was a double A game instead of a triple A game, it would have been such a tighter yeah. game. But you I can't like my biggest problem with uh Death Stranding was the boss fights. Uh, if we were talking about uh bullet sponges and terrible mechanics added to something that otherwise was a very uh sophisticated game design. Uh, if you take away that, you get rid of some of the great cinematics because I, I think, in my opinion, some of the cinematics, some of the stuff he's shooting uh, looks beautiful, like the like uh, the cliff stuff in the church right before one of the boss fights and so forth. But I really, I thought combat was terrible. Besides the landscape combat of the mules and the BTs and whatnot, I thought that was fine. It felt like a concession to Metal Gear fans. Yeah. Death Stranding? Yeah, the, adding combat to the it. The shooting and all that type yeah. stuff. It's like, oh, wait, there is there is guns. Don't go anywhere. Like, yeah. And and the thing is, those guns were OP as shit. Like, I, I've got <laughs> I've got videos on my PlayStation of me just, like, half a mile away, you know, just, like, picking people off and just, I don't know, especially, like, the level three assault rifle. You could just, there was, like, no bullet drop on it. I think the only gun that uh, should have been added was what's it called the the buller gun the buller gun, yeah. The, I think that's it because everyone needs the, their version of the tranquilizer. I mean, unfortunately, that's what it's come down to. I, you but know, I have no. It's, pro- I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just gonna say I have no problem with with that, but that's it. 
I like the idea of there being just extreme consequences for killing enemies, but you're never going to actually experience those consequences when you've got, you know, a uh, uh, an arsenal of non-lethal weapons to rely on. No one's going to do that. If there were no non-lethal weapons, if there was a more immediate consequence to killing an enemy, and if you were put into a lot of situations where you had to make hard calls, I feel like maybe combat wouldn't have felt so shoehorned in. But instead, it's just Metal Gear Light. Especially the new uh, missions. Yeah. Ooh, no spoilers, no spoilers. Sorry. That's a... But that's as, that's as far as I'm going with that. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. And especially after uh, the marketing for this game, uh, where you know you have interviews of him going, "Hey, you know, if I wanted to, if I want to make a lot of money, I make a battle royale game. Oh, so do it, do I'd it. Play that. Why, why'd you, why are you saying that? Don't say stuff like that. Konami needs to make a freaking Metal Gear Battle Royale. That is something serious. I would play. I would play the fuck out of, dude. Like, <laughs> God. MGO2 does have that I'm one mode that's kind of like that. Yeah. The when when I, I did know. that tweet that was like MGO2 started Get Good or whatever, a lot of people retweeted and they were like, it also started Battle Royale, technically. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. But the marketing for the like Death Stranding was like, well, Americans only like first-person shooters. I'm like, have you seen France? The number one game in France is Fortnite. What are you talking about? And that really annoyed me. You just don't go around saying, hey, if I want to make money, I'll make a Battle Royale game. That's like saying to someone, hey, you know, we'd have really good sex, but I'm not going to have sex with you. See ya. You don't, you don't do that. That's not stuff you do. That's if you listen, you, you've got to put your money where your mouth is. Don't be saying, hey, I'll make more money with a better, better real game. And then add like third person shooting mechanics to a game that had very sophisticated game design. I, I think it just it just rubs me the wrong way. The marketing for Death Stranding just rubbed me the wrong way. How well did Shadow of the Colossus sell? I don't know, but there's like a remaster and a remake right after it. Exactly. Which was, by the way, uh, influenced by MGS2. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, there was an interview uh, where, what's his name, Fuda? He said, yeah, MGS2 uh, influenced Shadow of the Colossus. I'll be damned. I gotta look that up. I didn't know that. Uh, I have a, I linked it at the, I have a Twitter post about it with the interview. I can I can send it to you later. Yeah, yeah, I really want to read that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that is neat. Yeah, all it's a full circle. <laughs> whenever whenever I try to compare Metal Gear to other games, I always think of stuff like Shadow of the Colossus. It's it's so difficult. There's no like direct comparisons. Like older games or just games in general? Just just games in general. Like what what is it similar to? Volume takes huge inspiration from uh, MGS1. Uh, right, VR volume, volume just like VR missions. Yeah, yeah, yeah which is a lot of fun. Yeah. Of course, there's Unmetal. <laughs> yeah. I'm in that game. I don't know if I mentioned, but I'm... <laughs> are you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like, are you really? Like, you voice yeah, something? Legit. I'm, yeah. on, I'm on the creator pack. You can type my name in as a cheat code. That's really neat. There isn't really anything like Metal Gear that isn't, you know... The, the, the ones that I, always come up is, right, that Ace Combat, right? That always comes up. Um, what's the one that um, Joe uh, uh, speedruns? Winning... Uh, win back. Win back. Win back, yeah. Win back. <laughs> operations. I, I love how you you called it the game that Joe speedruns. 
There is... That's the, like, I, I associate Winback now with Joe. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. You know the game that reminds me the most of, of Metal Gear Solid in terms of tone? As I, I, I say that, like, as a series, as Metal Gear Solid as a series. Uh, the Yakuza games. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I agree. Those sort of hit that same uh, chord, that same note between serious and silly. What about, uh, should we maybe look at Strangers in Paradise? Is that sort of wacky, but I mean, serious? Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's that's Final Fantasy Rising. That's what that is. <laughs> yeah, I've been playing through some more of that. It's, it's definitely that type of Metal Gear Rising energy for sure. Um, but for real, I mean, I think, again, we've talked about this on a past episode. It's probably been a while, though, but like, it's it's weird that we're only now seeing people sort of make games based on Metal Gear Solid titles or Metal Gear titles. Um, it, there's never really been a lot of games that have taken, you know, very direct inspiration from it. There aren't a lot of derivatives. You know, I hate to use that word because it has a, sort of a negative connotation and I don't mean it to, but... The Last of Us 2. Straight up. We're influenced by <laughs> MGS 2. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've I've heard, and I don't okay, know if this is he true, says so. but I've heard that the stealth mechanics in Last of Us Two are like the first time stealth mechanics have really improved in in game design. I enjoyed it. I've heard they're like really, really fucking good, but I, I haven't played it, so I don't know for sure. Uh, the problem with I think The Last of Us Two is just too big of a game. A lot of these Naughty Dog games are just too big, where I don't want to revisit them ever again because of how long it took me to beat them. It it can be off point. There there are really only three games I can think of that are sort of very closely um drawing from Metal Gear in a, in a in a in a like a direct sense, and it would be like you mentioned, Volume and Unmetal, and then um another one coming out uh undetected. And these are these are all very, you know, much homages to to you know early Metal Gear games, but I don't know, I just I I just feel like there should be more and there's not it, it's kind of like you know um like doom clones right Wolfenstein yeah. clones everyone saw that first person shooter was like i'm gonna rip this off but that same thing didn't happen with metal gear solid right exactly yeah why exactly. is it just because it's too sophisticated mgs1 or just metal gear solid in general in general It's amazing that uh, even now people say MGS5 is the best feeling third-person shooter. And it's from 2015. And even then, you don't have many uh, candidates that uh, beat it. There's a huge influence with Metal Gear. No one ever tries to beat it. Never, no one tries to like uh, pull influences out of it. I guess it's too daunting. Maybe it's too obtuse of a series. I think there was one game that came close to Metal Gear Solid V, and that was The Last of Us Two. That like it just it just felt like that same kind of like stealth action where it was like I don't know, just it felt similar. Sure, I felt that way about Uncharted Four too. Yeah, but no, nothing else has really come close to like that fluidity of you know. No, but even MGS Five has its problems with uh, its context button being used for too many things you try to climb up a ladder with a guard that's right under the ladder you're either folding the, the guy or you're climbing up the ladder or the same thing with the a guns you're either jumping in the a gun or you're folding the a gun just by pressing a triangle 
it's just too much. You don't you don't really need uh, that contextual button to be used uh, for too many things. But that's just my gripe. I mean, I realize I'm in the minority here, but I kind of miss the more linear, stripped down PS2 era Metal Gears. Oh, uh, you know I do. I don't give a shit about five. I bring back one, two, and three, man. <laughs> Oh yeah, I love those like tight curated experiences. Being able to to yeah. play through those on like yeah. a Saturday afternoon. Oh yeah, don't yeah. get me wrong. Like I I love Metal Gear Solid One. That's that's my favorite. But yeah. Well, curated is the operative word there. Yeah. A lot of the newer ones, you know, you've got a lot more freedom, and it's it it comes off as far less curated. Yeah, that's where the experience can kind of go one way or the other too. Yeah, if you're, especially if you're just like doing the same thing over and over too. With with a game that has that many gameplay options, if you're just Using the trank gun over and over, you're, you're missing out. That's what portable ops should have been. Portable ops should have been a return to MGS2's uh, linear yes. style. I don't know how you can tell me that Survive is the worst Metal Gear when I played portable ops on a PSP where there's a, a D-pad and an analog stick on one side of the thing. And, I'm, and, and also, I can't map every single button. I can't, I'm limited to what I can map in the options, which annoys the shit out of me. We're gonna get angry letters now. <laughs> and I don't really like to. I don't really like the shit on Portable Ops because I really like some of the stuff Portable Ops does. Uh, I love um, Ashley Wood's art. I love the things that they add. I don't like the things they brought back. I don't see why we have Sokolov returning just so we can have someone being uh, responsible for a Metal Gear. The, the Sokolov's Sokolov, Noel, and everything else. The boss as well was just thrown in there. It shouldn't have been in there. Stuff with Gene and uh, Cunningham was they're fantastic things. And I, I don't like shitting on Portable Ops, but Portable Ops is kind of shitty to play, especially on a PSP. I wish they just had another year with it, and it could have been so good. And I, I heard it once, I think it was on Kojima Frequency, someone said this, that it should have had the static camera system from Metal Gear Solid 1 and 2. Yeah. Well, that's what Bad Humans just said, too. I mean, like, it makes so much sense. It, it could have been one of the, the best games in the series, in, in my opinion. It's like These maps... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, just man. so I just I just so want to jump into how much I hate playing portable ops. You have no idea. Go ahead. <laughs> I think the frustration, though, what I was going to say is like the frustration comes from you see how good the game could be. You like see all the elements that could are there to make a fucking great game, and it has such bad glaring issues. I love portable ops, but it has serious fucking problems. You have these large maps with like one guard in it or two guards in it. And then you have this clunky camera system. It's just not fun to play whatsoever. And then you just have to drag the people from one point to the other. For like like, a half uh, hour. Yeah, that was my least favorite part of it. It's like portable bodies. It's just, it's not a good time. If you want big boss rank, because for some reason, big boss rank is not big boss rank. Big boss rank is, hey, I got to pull these guys into a truck and collect all these people and stuff like that. And, um, and the true best big boss rank, like the big boss rank that we would confer from the older games, is fucking Suchinoko, which makes even less sense. Yeah, right. right. It is still and impressive, MGS3- though, that they managed to fit MGS3's mechanics onto a PSP, but it's still not, yeah. Well, they did a game with Peace Walker, and it was more successful. And, and in some ways, Portable Ops expanded on Metal Gear Solid 3 systems. It was almost like they were continuing on that idea of game design and making improvements to it another reason why that game frustrates the shit out of me even though I love it. Like, I feel bad. I don't want to, I don't want to shit on portable ops. I understand game development is hard. I, I've read Brian Payton's interviews. I know what they were doing and the deadlines and stuff like that and I'm just a, 
I'm a video game player. And I feel bad shitting on someone else's work, but I really hated playing Portable Ops. Yeah, that's my least favorite. And the funny thing about Portable Ops, too, it didn't start off like that. Portable Ops during MGS4's development was called, like, uh, Mino no Metal Gear, which was a Kojima game design, uh, which was slightly different than what Portable Ops actually turned out to be. There's a bunch out of it, uh, details of it in Hideo's blog and the uh, Peace Walker blog. But even then, it's uh, it slightly uh, changed from that game design, became Portable Ops, and then from Portable Ops, we have Peace Walker, which is really fantastic. So you, re- so I really don't like shitting on Portable Ops because it is the building stone to V and uh, and Peace Walker. But fuck, was Portable Ops such a pain to play uh, with? And I didn't I didn't feel that bad about 3DS as uh, Snake Eater. Like it has the same problems, but it, I didn't feel as bad. Or I didn't feel as uh, like I had no control like I did with portable apps. Yeah, but this this sort of touches on what I was saying earlier about how Kojima's team sort of figures things out on the second go around. If you look at Peace Walker in comparison to Portable Ops, or you look at MGO two in comparison to MGO one, or Zone of Acid. the two, Acid, Acid two, one, Acid two, yep. yeah. And so that's that's kind of why I'm like, man, if they if they go ahead with like a Death Stranding two, what's that going to look like? If it's going to have that same sort of jump, then you you know we might get something pretty special out of that. Ghost yeah. Babel and Baktai. I mean, Baktai <laughs> is the spiritual successor. But it's the same team with the exception of yeah. Uh, Fukushima. Yeah. I don't know. I could never get into Baktai, and I tried. It it's got some like crazy secrets, which I really love about Baktai. Like it really plays with the sun. It plays with uh, time and date. Some really cool stuff happening in Baktai. I need to give it another shot. Really, just need to sit down and go through it. Is there um was was there ever a, a fan translation done for three? I believe there much? is. There is. Okay. Good. Uh, well, don't look. I I really have not studied anything up on Metal Gear for months now, so I I'm assuming there is because I remember there being one, but I you know my my memory is faulty. Because we got like we got one, two, and I guess technically four. You know. Yeah, Lunar uh, Nights. Yeah, it was it was called uh, Bakura no Taiyo Four in Japan, wasn't it? Yeah, but Ryan Payton. Yeah, it's it's called it's called four in Japan, and I remember there being a Ryan Payton interview uh, uh, where it said, "Hey, we had changed it because, uh, well, uh, Konami had changed it so that way it'd be more accessible to people uh, from the West." That makes sense. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, it doesn't really matter. It's still it's still Baktai. I want a translation for stock training trader Kabutori. Let me let me learn how to how to play the market. That's a deep cut. I don't know that one. Yeah, Kojima Productions made two stock trading training games for the DS. Oh, uh, what were they called? What's it called again? I think it's like Stock Trading Trainer Kabutore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going from memory. I could be wrong about that, but they made two of them. <coughs> I'm choking. That sounds great. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. And it's just this little comical game that you, it teaches you how to how to use the stock market. Uh, have you played the dating uh, games from... Uh... The, is that, I, I, that's Love Plus, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, haven't, I haven't. I've seen him, but I haven't played him. Yeah. The one where he's like uh, the producer, but I think, uh, who is it? I think oh, no, 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 no. He, um, are you talking about uh, Tokimeki Memorial? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. The one. Three of the drama yeah. uh, series games Kojima produced, I think. Is that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He's, not, he's not the director, I don't think. Right. Um, right. I did not know this until just recently, but the original Toki Memo got a full fan translation. 
which a lot of people said was never going to happen. Um, yeah. And it's the Super Famicom version, but they've patched it in a weird way that like imports a bunch of the 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 higher quality PC Engine assets and 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 like FMVs and things like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's yeah. I played it for a little bit, and it's it's really really neat that that's now actually playable in English. That it's reminds kind of me of um, the uh, MSX Snatcher uh, thing that they uh, someone had modded in Act Three. Right. That costs, yeah. That caused some like some graphical things where uh, colors had changed and whatnot. And it's it's really some cool stuff. You can actually, I think, order a physical copy of that from him too. Uh, speaking of which, Rondo of Blood, and look, I, I don't know if anybody here is a Castlevania fan, but the fact that there's going to be a Rondo of Blood translated to English Turbo Graphics cart coming out uh, whenever they announce it, uh, that's just wild to me. I did not there's know tr- that. Whoa. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm chewing on pigskin. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> we would make it the last Turbo Graphics game uh, uh, ever. Uh, like licensed? Yeah, yeah. Holy it's a, crap! What is it? The press time or press release? It's that company that puts out physical copies of the uh, anniversary and the Castlevania collection that, in partnership with Konami. They're putting out a translated version of Rondo of Blood for the Turbo Graphics. That is insane. No one knows if it's going to be like the PSP one with that translation, which is kind of if you play the PSP or the Requiem version of Rondo of Blood, some wacky translation still, terrible captions. But it's nuts. But they do weird things. Konami still does like weird things. Like, uh, who would have thought we would have gone on a VR Anub- uh, Anubis or uh, Zone of the Enders too? I-, I still can't believe that's out. Well, from what I can't source this, but for what it's worth, I uh, learned through the grapevine that uh, ZOE VR Mars, whatever you want to call it, uh, was made. Uh, to fulfill a a previous agreement prior to Kojima leaving. With Psy Games? Yeah. So that, that had been in the works for, for a while. Yeah, it's still nuts. It's, it's still it is, weird. yeah. And it's like the best version of that game, too. Yeah, but it still doesn't have, like, language uh, options. I really, I can't play the Zone of Enders game. Uh, because they're in English, I can't stand the uh, the VA. <laughs> I, you're laughing, but it's true. I, I no, can't I, I I get it. <laughs> I, I mean, I like so so bad. It's good voice acting. Um, but we, you know how much we're missing out. Like it, it, it surprised oh, yeah. me when I'm reading up on uh, on Zoe too, and and I'll I'll, I'll tie this into MGS4 in a minute. They gave Murata the uh, the uh, the duty of tying in Zoe one. Was it Fist of Mars or First of Mars? Fist of Mars, Fist right? Fist of Mars, yeah. And the two, and there are two animated movies, right? Or is um, it just one? Well, there was there was Idolo, which was the OVA uh, prequel to ZOE One, and then there was uh, Dolores I, which is sort of set, um, like before and after ZOE One. So they gave Murata the. I'm sure it's right. I don't have Lord next to me to tell me about uh, Zoe lore, but uh, <laughs> like I, I go to him, I was like, so what's the deal with Enders and when is Zoe 3 and this? And he just tells me stuff and I just start spacing out. I'm like, I don't, I don't, you, you handle Zoe. I don't, I don't want to handle Zoe. But yeah, <laughs> they gave Murata the, the gig of tying all this up and it's so much we're losing uh, 
as the Western audience that the Japanese audience gets because of the translation that of uh, Zoe Two. Zoe has a ridiculous amount of lore to it. It's, ridiculous it's amount. And when that makes me think, maybe Murata got the gig on MGS4, because what is MGS4? It's tying up all these loose ends, tying up all these games with fan service and and plot holes and this and that. It's the same thing that he did for uh, for Zoe too. Well, I've heard there are things that were missing in MGS4 as well. I like what? I like Dr. Madnar? <laughs> uh, that's one of them. Uh, well, one example, did you ever read Tim Rogers' review of Metal Gear Solid 4? No, no. Uh, it's a hoot, man. It's 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 a absolute riot. Um, but one of the things I I God I think it's in his review. I could be wrong about this, but I remember reading that um, one of the examples of the translator not quite getting what the script was trying to get at was uh, Naomi's line of you know if you won't be a prisoner to fate, then go and fulfill your destiny. Which to somebody who speaks English sounds like complete nonsense. Right. Sure. Um, but in Japanese, it was it was some sort of like poetic statement that comes off more like if you don't want to be a prisoner to fate, then go and confront it. But that's completely lost in, in the English translation. And apparently MGS 4s script was very poetic like this and had a lot of things of this nature, but none of it came through. Right, right. The only one I can think of off the top of my head is uh, the Fox die thing that they play with. Uh, an act for oh Fox, Fox die Janai yeah yeah right right <laughs> right which yeah you... again lost yeah yeah a lot of things lost lost the translation and when people like talking people talk shit about Kojima's writing I'm like how can you really talk about his writing we're 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 reading it we're looking at it through somebody else's translation I mean that's it's really not fair. Well, bad humans, man. It's it's been fun talking to you about all this stuff, man. Uh, if uh, if people want to find you online, uh, it's it seems to be pretty easy. It's uh, your, no, no, your Twitter. No, 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 don't, don't, don't even, don't bother. Oh, we're not, we're not, we're not gonna plug your, your Twitter <laughs> or anything. There's nothing to plug. There's no promotion. I don't want anything. It's fine. But you're such, a, you're, you're like, dude, like we source some of our content from you so you'd be no, doing us yeah. a favor no, if you plug no, no you look, look my uh, yes, my twitter account my twitter account has been inactive for the last few months and uh most likely my youtube uh will also follow suit there's no point it's fine okay whatever you feel comfortable with Thank you. I was gonna say you're you're a good follow, a good archive of <laughs> you're, information. You're, you're like no, digitally no. burning down the library of Alexander here for us. <laughs> no, there's like six other people that do the same thing I do. It's it's quite all right. There's no reason for it. Uh, it's it's always been something. Whenever I see bad humans weigh in on something, I'm like, all right, this guy knows his shit. This is this is probably what actually happened. No, so. I leave I leave all the opinions to Lord, and I keep <laughs> I just keep it to myself. <laughs> I don't need any angry. Uh, Please comments. don't. But this has been a lot of fun. What'd you say, Apache? I said I said Please don't. But I'm I'm just joking. I like Lord Emmerich. He's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's all right. Shout out Lord Emmerich. Nah, don't shout it. No, don't even shout it. So go shout me out. Get your own damn podcast. Yeah, Lord Emmerich, just saying. Yeah, Lord Emmerich. Like, imagine if you got invited onto this show and said no. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna convince him to do the show, and then I'll just jump in. I'll do a French accent. No one's gonna. Do it <laughs> we'll get you in for round two. All right, man. <laughs> yeah. Thanks again for coming on, man. We appreciate it. Thank you.